Welcome, D gentlemen and D gentlewomen, to episode nine of the Odds Get Even podcast. I'm your co-host, J. Roy Hammers, here with RG and AJ. How are you guys? I'm doing great. You know, we, we finished exams. We're done GDAP. We are done school officially, so can't complain. We had a great last night out in Waterloo. Had a little poker on the table tonight. It's going to be a good night. I'm doing great as well. Um, I'd like to say something about last night. Um, just want to get it up in the air for everybody here. So we have this thing with our friend group here at school where we like to bet on the Vancouver Canucks for fun. We have a little inside joke. Um, it's paid paid well for us more than it hasn't. I would say that for sure. Uh, betting Vancouver Canucks money line. The last time we did it when we were out, um, Josh uh, J. Roy Hammers, he, he decided not to take it. Everyone else took it. Obviously, it hit. Last night, um, we thought it was in the stars. Vancouver Canucks, they went up two in the first five minutes of the game. Game was tied 2-2, went down 3-2, then went to 3-3. And the Vancouver Canucks then pulled it out in the shootout to secure the money line victory for us. And uh, we all took it, and Josh was the only one not to take it. That's, uh, that's all I wanted to say. Thank you. So that is a great observation there, RG. And I think the best thing that would have happened to your bet was me not taking it because if I did, I think the Canucks would have lost. So the best thing for you and Bruce Boudreau keeping his job was me staying off the Canucks. But what's your take? There it is. I don't have evil eye on the boys. I was genuinely happy for you guys. And, and it's great to see uh, your boys winning. You know, we all eat at the end of the day. Yeah, but number one rule about um, taking the Vancouver Canucks money line is you're not allowed to use bet credits. That needs to be a provision and a rule. Fade rally. Fade rally. So we, as AJ said, we just finished our school. So we're adults now. So what does that mean for the future of our podcast? And when I say what we're going to be doing for the future, so we are adding a video element to our podcast. You'll be able to put some names to faces, voices to faces, and uh, we're going to get that out on TikTok for you guys. So you guys will be able to actually see the podcast in the future. And in terms of us actually finishing school, we now have more time to give you a more in-depth analysis on our games and our picks, which will eventually turn into more money in your guys' pockets. So so big round of applause for us finishing school, and it's uh, only up for here from here for the podcast. Clap it out. Got to be clap gods today. Clap gods. So do you guys want to explain why we missed last week for the pod? Because we got to tell the listeners. We got to hold ourselves accountable. I think uh, there's there's two key requireds here that we're going to need to go over as to why uh, we missed last week. First one, um, we were in the middle of our exam season and we really needed to buckle down to uh, pass through some of these classes. Um, so we were working hard last week. Don't worry, we were studying. Don't worry. But uh, that's the first key reason. And secondly, I think we just needed a chance to regroup and uh, figure out our stuff and come back for you guys, uh, back to you guys with uh, with some great picks here. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. I think it would be selfish of us to, you know, bet during exams when our heads heads weren't in it completely. Be selfish to the listener. So I think that it was good to take a break, you know, we're going to be regrouped this week. We're going to have a good week in the books, and uh, we're going to get Vegas back for the last week we had. 
Also, AJ attempted to sit on a corner flag last week because that bet looked like it was uh, chalked. And AJ couldn't look at uh, us for a week. He finally can. So we had to convince him to come back on the pod. So we almost lost the podcast. He was shunned. Like, he, was, he, was, yeah. he was embarrassed in himself. So with further ado, furthermore, I don't know what to say there. We're going to hop into our Elite 10 for this week. This is a good Elite 10, boys. I'm feeling very confident about it. I, I see I see the picks. I see the difference in strategy. And I want to start it off, as always, with you, RG. I want you to take us out here with the first pick. All right. Thank you. So, uh, obviously, you guys know where our picks are starting today. Um, it's now bowl season for college football. Um, but before we get into our picks here, um, something a little bit bigger than sports happened a few days ago. Um, unfortunately, we lost a Mike Leach. He passed away a few days ago. The whole pod just wants to give our condolences to the Leach family, their friends, and the entire program over at Mississippi State. Um, Leach was one of the reasons I loved college football. Absolutely one of the best characters in the sport, one of the most genuine people in a world where football has become very commercialized, I think, and more of a business. He makes it... Uh, he definitely makes it a real thing. And uh, he just had an impact on so many players' lives. Uh, I know I saw a thing where like Gardner Minshew even said he wouldn't be in the NFL today if it wasn't for Leach. Just an incredible guy, uh, an incredible coach. Um, yeah, so the whole pod just wants to give our condolences for that. AJ? Yeah, thank you. you said it well said. Mike Leach was icon of you know college football. He revolutionized the passing game, the West Coast offense, the air raid, everything. What it is today is because of Mike Leach and college football and that passing offense that's kind of revolutionized both the college football and the NFL. So if it wasn't because of Mike Leach, I don't think football would be what it is today. So, yeah, condolences go out. It's a, it's a pretty sad day for the college football world. As, as sad as it is and how big of a deal it is, I barely watched any college football until this year, but I knew who Mike Leach was, so just shows you how big of an influence the guy had uh, on the sport. For sure. Um, yeah. So uh, let's, uh, let's move into some of our picks here. What do you guys say? Let's get it going. Yeah. yeah so take, uh, take us off here, RG, with the first pick. All right. So it is now bowl season in college football. We got uh, all the six win teams getting there. Um, don't worry. In a couple weeks, we will be having our full, not in a couple weeks, nah, sometime in the next week or so, we're going to have our full uh, New Year's Six and a college football playoff preview. We'll have all the picks for all those games, and uh, we'll get you guys fired up for that playoff coming uh, probably in our next podcast next week. Um, but we're going to get started off with our first pick in the Fenway Bowl on Saturday. I believe this is the first game at Fenway Stadium, the first ever bowl game, teams will actually be on the same sideline, and it's a doozy, guys. We got Louisville and Cincinnati. So if you guys don't know the implications to this game, Statterfield left Louisville to take the job at Cincinnati after Fickle went over to Wisconsin. Louisville kind of wanted Satterfield out, so it was kind of good for them. They were able to hire Jeff Brom, um, a Louisville alumni who they've wanted to coach for a while. Louisville's pretty fired up. However, we are not taking a winner in this one. Satterfield won't be on the bench uh, for Cincinnati. I believe he won't be attending the game. We're actually taking the under 
is under 40. It is going to be a cold one in Boston. First time on this new type of field, a baseball field for both these teams. Um, it's going to be a different story in Boston this weekend. I'm going to see a lot of running, a lot of the clock uh, going down very quickly. We absolutely love the under here. AJ, what do you think? Yeah, no, I think you said it perfectly. Um, in these bowl games, coach with the old coaching changes, I think I don't think there'll be a lot of points on the board. Nice cold game. Nerds will be fine. But both sidelines, I think it's gonna throw teams off. I think they're gonna be too distracted to score points. So uh yeah, I love the under here. I think it's I think it's a good way to start off for 10 top 10 locks of the week. Also, uh Cunningham is opted out, so we're not gonna see that flying around. Uh the him slinging that ball around. So uh a lot of running for Louisville, who doesn't have the best run offense. So um under 40, expect a lot of rain in Boston, expect some snow as well. Um, if there's any updates to the weather, we will update you guys on both Twitter and Instagram if this pick changes. But as of right now, the weather stands and we are taking under 40. It's a great pick. It is kind of crazy how they're going to play it in a baseball stadium. I wonder, I wonder how the field's going to look. It looks ridiculous. They're on the same sideline. You never see that. It's crazy. No, but when Oakland... Yeah. Well, when the Vegas Raiders used to be the Oakland Raiders, you would see the outline of the infield yeah. on the football field. That was brutal. The call Terrible. scene, that was brutal. So moving on, we're going we're gonna to head it over to AJ here with the next pick. Uh, I guess we will uh, we'll, we'll stick the theme of football and a little under. We're going to go to the Dolphins-Bills, and we're taking the under 44 points. Uh, these are my Dolphins. Um, be a tough go the last couple of weeks, but I think this is a great underpick. It's a snow game. Everyone loves to get all snow game. Ten inches of snow uh, throughout the day. It's gonna be snowing from eight p.m. to eleven p.m. Negative ten at kickoff. There's gonna be some high winds at Lake Effect Orchard Park. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of points here. I think it's gonna be running the football game. I'll see upwards of twenty to thirty runs to the Dolphins. Probably similar to the Bills with Josh Allen taking the field. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a lot of points. I think it's going to be a game around like 2010, something like that, where uh, the Bills probably emerge victorious, but I don't see a lot of points. Just typical snow game, very, very cold. Dolphins coming from Miami. They're not used to this temperature, so I don't think they'll be able to put up a lot of board, points to the board. You also forgot to mention, AJ, the weather is really shit. Well, obviously you mentioned that, but the weather is really shit, which causes a lot of bad vibes. And with bad vibes comes comes a lot of unders usually because when you're in a bad mood you just don't like to score because the celebrations don't aren't aren't as fun as they would be on a sunny day so you also have to think about that you can also get like creative with the snow though with your celebrations like the snow angel oh, and stuff like that be a lot of flags snow angels yeah any anyone cool. scores me a lot of flags um <laughs> But my uh, my favorite thing to talk about when we talk about weather in games is the lake effect. I just love that word, like talking about like the Great Lake effect when there's games in Cleveland or Buffalo, um, anything on the Great Lakes there. So much fun to talk about. Big lake effect here. Lakes can have a lot of influence. What does the lake effect mean? It's just like the weather off the lake, right? Like it, it fucks it up. Yeah. yeah, it's like high winds off the lake. A lot of like when there's storms and snowstorms, usually people in the lake get hit worse than like it was like that big one, uh, the Buffalo game got canceled. Um, it only really snowed in Buffalo. Didn't come near Niagara Falls or anything like that, or like St. Catharines or anything like that. Lake effect. Do you think that the Buffalo Bills should transfer to a Dome Stadium because of the lake of effect? I think they should. They're building a new stadium and Dome's not involved. I think 
it just became a pain for them. I know Bills fans, they can play when they have to play in this weather. I mean, build a dome when, so you don't have to move games like happened in Detroit. It's never going to happen. When you're living in Buffalo, snow's going to happen. So build a dome and just get rid of this issue. I'm such an anti-dome guy. I would hate that. Such an anti-dome guy. I think it's brutal for the vibes of football. I'm uh, I'm not a fan of domes. I've been to games in domes, been to games out of domes. Um, I'm way on the side of no dome, even when it's freezing out. I don't even care. I think I think domes are the way of the future. It just just so cool to have a dome and look up and see all the lights like off the dome. Have you guys know. been to a baseball game at the Rogers Center when the dome is closed? It's brutal. It's amazing. It's, I like it better. Than it's brutal. Dome. It's so dark in there. It's so it's so loud. It's more loud. No, like, I don't like it. It's so, so like industrial. Do you like to watch sports with all your lights on in the house? With my lights on in the house? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't really pay attention to the lights when I'm when I'm watching. I like to be Batman with all my lights on, <laughs> just the TV on. So that's how I like it at the arena too. But for the sake of the podcast, and I guess for the sake of domes, we're going to move on to the next pick. We have a hockey pick for the listeners here, but we actually have multiple. But this is, we're going to continue with the themes of the under here. We are going to take the under six and a half in the Carolina Dallas Stars game on Saturday. Now, this is a great pick, in my opinion, because you got two teams that are both playing really good defense. You got Kachekov on one end. He's playing really well, honestly. It's looking like he might have some net back when Anderson comes back. And you got Ottinger, who is one of the best goalies in the NHL, both playing pretty well. Dallas just beat uh, New Jersey 4-1. And Carolina seems to just not be letting any goals in, but they're not scoring a lot either. So when you have those two teams with good defenses and offenses that sort of have a little bit of trouble scoring since Ajo's out, we're going to take the under six and a half. If Aho is playing, we might make a change on Twitter. But as of now, if everything stays the same, we are making the assumption that Aho's out and the under will be hitting. Um, so Jason Robertson is electric. He is an incredible hockey player. I want to stir up some debate here quickly. Just a quick little debate. Just quick comments, boys. Quick little jot notes here. Ten years of your franchise do you want jason robertson on your roster or do you want mitch marner on your roster 10 years like 10 years like in what sense you have them for the next 10 years well that's an easy one i'd take jason robertson okay yeah i'd probably go robertson now too it's because the age it's like three years younger i think what would you what would you take i take mitch marner he's a he's so good he can make any player around him that he's elevating players like crazy. Like I know Robertson is too, but. So, so Jason Robertson, it has that unicorn effect where he's six foot two, I believe. And he's lightning fast, crazy with his hands and can put the puck in the net. Marner is having the best season of his career. If you look at his shooting percentage, it's been the highest it's ever been. And that has never been consistent throughout his whole career. So I feel like your pick is more recency biased than it is actually based off logic. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, I think I that's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> You're actually saying that. I think uh, Robertson might have lightning in a bottle. This is his first good season. That actually rattles me. That's his first <laughs> like, good season? His dude. first crazy season. Are you kidding me? Martin's showing up every year. How many points did Martin get? Martin got over 90 points last year. 
That's a ridiculous take. I'm actually <laughs> angry about that. Jason Robertson almost stole a Calder from Kirill Kaprizov. I don't want you to come chill later anymore. <laughs> Jeez. I, I, I think you're being ridiculous with Jason Robertson only having one good season. He's had three good seasons, and he's only been in the NHL for three years. I'm literally canceling our plans to watch World War II in color together tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, like, I think the more recent effect would be Jason Robertson. I would still take Jason, but, I mean, Mitch Marner's had 90-plus points. Like, he's over a point per game in seven NHL seasons. I think they're both really good players, but in terms of the style of player, the speed, the strength, and everything, I think Jason Robertson is – it's not – it's close, but I think Jason Robertson is a much better uh, – player for the tent for the future and they're young he's younger i believe i'm, I'm searching up the uh, two, two two years younger right yeah i'm gonna uh i'm gonna benefit a daddy on this one because i know you're so upset that you didn't take vancouver last night but um that's actually that rattled me a little bit i honestly think you're really biased man i don't think i think you're pulling your recency bias here okay that's that's uh i I don't know. I'm I'm taking it back that you're taking it back that I'm taking it back here. Yeah, it's like that scene from Friends right now. Um, well, I think that's going to be a nego- an argument that should be held for a later date because I feel like we can talk about this for the whole podcast. Yeah, let's move so on. Let's here. let's move on to the next pick and go back to you, RG, uh, the biased guy himself, and give us uh, your pick. Yeah, you know what? I will be the biased guy myself because we have the Leafs money line at the Rangers tonight. <laughs> that is actually a big game. Minus 120, still good odds here. Um, the Leafs have been on an absolute tear. Mitch Marner has been on an absolute tear. Um, I know the Rangers have bounced back a little bit here, but uh, it's just not the team they had last year, guys. We got to admit it. Um, I don't think Patrick Kane wants to go there anymore. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens with him. But um, Leafs have been rolling. I don't care who's in that for the Leafs. Both of them have been performing um, very well recently. Do you guys have any comments on this one? I do. So thanks for taking the hockey pick away from me, first of all. But yeah, you deserve it, bro. Yeah. Right now, that's a, it. Is a great pick. I really do like the Leafs. We are playing really well. They are nine zero and one in their last ten. They're out rolling. Don't take away from the New York Rangers. They are playing really well recently, but they are fully relying on their goaltending here with letting in one of the most high danger shot chances in the league here. And with the Leafs, if you give them those chances, more often than not, they are putting it in the net. So this bet is coming straight on talent. And I do think that the Leafs are the better team here and getting them at a price at minus 120. Basically, you just you, you just got to take it at this point. So the Leafs are a great pick here. And uh, I kind of like Mitch Marner here to pop off here, too, if you want to do a little side bet on him getting a point or two. Oh, so uh, now we like Mitch Marner, Marner, right? That's crazy. <laughs> I, I said Mitch Marner is a great player. I think <laughs> Jason Robertson's better for the franchise. Yeah, sure. He'd be. You'd rather have him on the Leafs right now than Mitch Marner. You're saying that? I definitely would, yes. Yeah, these, he has points in 22 straight games. <laughs> I would yes, I would rather have Jason Robertson than Mitch. That's Robertson. ridiculous! Oh my god! I think right now I'd rather Mitch Marner, but then maybe in the future, basically AJ for TJ Strauss. I think I think Marner is a better fit for the Leafs than Robertson would be, anyways, because he's a playmaker. I think with you have three goal scorers and Willie, JT, and Matthews, you need someone who's a pure playmaker. And Mitch Marner, he's actually being able to score the puck this year too. I'm rattled at Jr. right now. <laughs> <laughs> so 
uh, okay, that's a great pick. Uh, you can be as rattled as you want. We got to move on to the next one here. AJ. All righty. We are, uh, we're moving on to college basketball. Uh, we're going to go to the Marquette versus the Creighton Blue Jays. And I'm taking Marquette minus three and a half. Uh, this game's tomorrow night. Marquette has played very good basketball this year. Um, they beat Baylor by 30 points earlier this year. They almost beat Wisconsin, who is a top 10 team in the country as of right now. And Creighton's on a five-game losing streak. And Marquette's at home. Marquette's a really tough place to play. I'm a big Creighton Blue Jays fan, but they've struggled lately. Five in a row. They can't close it out. They're starting centers out of the game. He's, he's injured, so that's a big issue. So I love Marquette here. I think it's an absolute hammer. And that's all I got to say. It's about a bit of a creative take I have here. Um, Creighton is in Omaha, Nebraska. Marquette is in Wisconsin. They'll likely be taking a bus there, right? They'll likely be taking a bus, I think. I, I don't think so. they'll be flying. I would assume they're taking a bus. A lot of snow. A lot of snow in the Midwest going on right now. It's going to be a tough little road trip for them up to Milwaukee. Um, they're going to be tired. They're going to be drained. Let's, uh, let's go with Marquette here. How do you know they're taking a bus though? Like they're definitely taking a bus, bro. How far is it? Like they're taking a bus. It's, it's far. It's 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 a good amount. Nebraska's like the heart of the country and Wisconsin's up top. Why would they why wouldn't they fly then? Do they have those facilities for them? Usually division one schools fly. Yeah, they probably have. they probably fly, but I don't know. Bad weather in a flight too. Might True. not be able to take off, might be delayed, might want well, to throw everything off. To be tough vibes. Maybe some of them are scared of flying and oh, that they don't like it. Yeah. True. true. That seatbelt uh, uh, alarm or alert catches <laughs> people off guard. So, but if I were them, I'd still fly. Like, I kind of hate bus rides too. Yeah, no, bus rides are brutal. And they're fun with the team, at least when you're with the team. But, uh, Boys. how are the vibes on that team, uh, AJ? You think they like make jokes on the bus and like, talk about like women <laughs> i i think crazy on the five game losing streak i think they ought to be talking about women right now you know they're they lost five games in a row they need something to keep off their mind so maybe some good vibes but... on the bus after a five game losing streak you think the riffs are still like good uh they're probably chirping each other they're probably turning each other right now yeah exactly we love marquette here Let's all right it. all right so moving on to our next pick we are joined here by our jets analyst it's been a while jets <laughs> analyst we are going to be talking about the Jets game because they are included in one of our picks, but we're not going to tell you who we have in that game for our pick after we talk about the actual game itself. So how are you, man? I'm doing good. I'm just uh, at home for the winter break. Glad exams are done. And um, leading into this Jets game, this is uh, it's obviously the biggest game of the year for both teams, actually. Um, they're kind of on opposite paths. The Jets have been cold lately, whereas the Lions have just been killing everybody. And I'm really nervous. I I don't even know what to expect anymore. They that Vikings game, like the Jets had no business losing it. They had fucking three plays at the one yard line and couldn't get it done. And then the game was just ugly. They almost scraped back near the end, um, but they just couldn't get it done. And now it's starting to feel, as much as I hate to say, like the same old Jets. Um, but the one thing I will say is while Goff has been looking really good, he hasn't played a defense like the Jets defense. 
Um, so hopefully they can shut him down and Mike White, his ribs aren't too broken. Maybe he can make some plays and we can beat the Lions. So what is the status on Mike White? I heard he is questionable. And I guess a follow-up question to that would be, if Mike White isn't playing, how do you feel about the Jets winning? If Mike White's not playing, the Jets aren't winning. We're going to go 0-4 and lose every other game. Like, Zach Wilson's horrible. Three weeks of practice isn't going to change how bad he is at football. So they need Mike White to stay healthy. They need to protect him is what they need to do. Those are some of the biggest hits I've ever seen last week. Um, sorry. So you're saying that the that the Lions haven't played a defense like the Jets yet, but I think they played uh, a team called the Philadelphia Eagles in week one. I think they did, right? Yeah, that was a, no, I meant in the, like, the hot streak lately. Okay. That's week fair. one's a long time away. Like, yeah, week one shouldn't count. They should just like yeah. scrap it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it'll be interesting because Jets' pass defense is probably their best part, but their run defense is pretty mid. And the Lions do have a good run game. So it's like, I think the Lions could easily still do well, but it'll just, it'll all depend on how Goff does under pressure because mm-hmm. that Jets D line is scary. And we just need to also figure out how to punch it in the red zone. So many points wasted with field goals. And I think um, the one thing I will say is those those boys on offense love Mike White. And to see him battle last game, that's hopefully going to build some confidence. And Mike White just needs a couple big dubs, and then he can lead us into the playoffs. But if we lose this Sunday, it's over. And I'm not coming back on the pod because I'll be heartbroken. So we'll always have you back on the pod, even if the Jets lose. It's just up to you not coming back. Obviously, it's your preference. <laughs> so this is a question for Zach Wilson. You mentioned that practice won't help him. But Allen Iverson says, Practice makes perfect. So what do you think would make Zach Wilson perfect if practice won't make it perfect? Um, I think he needs at least an offseason to have a chance to fix all his issues because, like, you don't fix fundamentals in three weeks. And he doesn't know how to read a defense. He doesn't know how to stand in the pocket. Like, that's just not something you fix over three weeks. Um, So obviously the movie Draft Day ended at the end of the day on Draft Day. So we know that. Um, Bo Callahan, seventh overall, I believe, to the Seattle Seahawks in that movie. Zach Wilson and Bo Callahan, obviously a lot alike. How do you think, uh, AJ, uh, I know you've seen Draft Day, great film. Not that great of a film, but fun film. Um, how do you think his career ended up? And do you think it's a lot like Zach Wilson's? Oh, there's no, Bo's a bus. Sonny Weaver says he's a, a bus. bus. So yeah. he's a bus. You know, no one to his birthday party. I think that's a... Uh, I think that's all you can determine about being a boss. If no one, no one goes to your birthday party and Sonny Weaver calls you a boss, you got to be a boss. Yeah, Zach Wilson's also a boss too. I, he's like, he's done. And it's okay to admit that. I just want to remind uh, the other two hosts, there was a time where I was sitting in the living room with the Jets analyst and he said, dude, we got the second overall pick and we're going to take Zach Wilson. And he looks gross. And he pulls up the pro. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. He definitely pulled up the pro day. day. <laughs> he pulled up the pro day. The exact words uh, John says is, dude, none of these quarterbacks can make that throw. <laughs> remember that throw, John? I remember right after that pro, the pro day, the one at BYU. 
like someone on the Jets, I don't remember who said it. They're like, yeah, I've literally seen Sam Darnold make this throw in practice like a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. Hey, honestly, it's tough to find a real quarterback. And there's a lot more misses than hits. The Jets will just never hit. No, you'll get it one day. You guys have a great defense, great future. Um, should we announce our pick for the game? Yeah, we're going to announce our pick and uh, just get your reaction and uh... – I think that'll be it for the Jets game here. Okay, what's the pick? I think yeah. you know the pick, man. I think you know it. It's the Lions, isn't the it? The Lions pick them at the Jets. Um, I'm a big fan of this game. Uh, the Lions are a good football team. They are a good football team. So here's my quick analysis on this game, not taking into account a lot of factors, but just like a quick one. The Lions have a very good offense and a bad defense. The Jets have a very bad offense and a good defense. I think that the Lions' defense is better than the Jets' offense is bad. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And um, the Lions are on a tear. Um, Dan Campbell, like the rah-rah energy, I love it. Um, doesn't really work, though. This has been said by a bunch of people. It doesn't really work unless you're winning, and now they're winning games. Um, Williams has a chance to be an incredible receiver in this league. Um, obviously, I'm assuming Sauce is going to be on him, right? On Williams? Yeah, exactly. You've got to pick one or the other to be on the Sauce. Jets, the Jets play mainly like a zone defense, so it kind of just more depends what side of the field they line up on. Okay. Which is stupid when you have Sauce and DJ Reed, but that's, yeah. that's the point. Yeah, um, no, it's a good take. But it, I think it really comes down to how Jared Goff handles the pressure. I think the only path to victory for the Jets is if they can just get to Goff and Goff plays like shit because of it. And then Mike White just balls out. Like, Yeah. yeah but if you give Goff time to throw, then it's going to be really tough. Yeah, especially so, if it's time to get it downfield. And Williams is quick. He can get down there very quickly. So yeah. And then just one more thing I want to say. It's really, really looking like that Jets-Dolphins game in Week 18 is going to win or if that's going to get in. That's yeah. kind of looking yeah, like. It's going to be a tough day for me. Then I will probably choke. Life I'll have to come on the pod if that's the case. Yeah, it probably, it probably will come down to that. The Dolphins lose their next two. All that matters to the Dolphins is the Patriots and the Jets. They beat when those two games are in. These next two games. Dolphins still good. play the Patriots. Yeah, I played them in week 17. Damn. If only the Jets did their job against the Patriots, then they'd be <laughs> irrelevant. But so, so this is a, a last question. It's actually unrelated to the to this game. It's actually been a debate that just sparked up on the podcast. Uh, knowing that you're a Leaf fan here, we just want your quick opinion, and then uh, that's really it. No, no time for like extended banter. So let's say you were a GM and you had 10 years of this player. Uh, which player would you rather have at this moment? Mitch Marner or Jason Robertson? Uh, probably Mitch Marner. Thank you. All right. all right, that's it. That's all we need to know. All right. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. That's, the, that's the Jets analyst. Okay. Well, uh, thanks, thanks, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, John. Nice seeing you, man. Peace. That's fucking bullshit, man. Jason Robertson is definitely the better player. I'm still so rattled at you. I don't even. Not know the better player now, but I think maybe like. I don't know, man. Uh, anyway, so let's move on to the next pick here. 
we uh, we got the Geno Smith under 235.5 passing yards tonight against the 49ers. I think this is a great pick just based off of math and performance. I'm going to explain the math side to the listeners here because we're math guys. So the 49ers averaged 211 passing yards against per game. And his amount is at 235.5. So if you guys know how averages work, that's a lot above the average. So based off of that itself, it's looking pretty good, especially at the odds you're getting it at. Now, I want you guys to explain this in football terms to me as if I was a five-year-old. To explain what? The, the 211 average? No, no, no. Like the, the, the rationale behind this pick. Okay. So Geno Smith, 235.5 passing yards. The 49ers average 211. 211 is less than 235. Um, another key factor to go into this 211 is a game where they actually got lit up by Patrick Mahomes, where he had like 420 yards. So we're going to take that one out. We're going to take it out. We're going to see it. Boom. It's what's it called when there's a outlier. Oh, Outlier. That's an outlier. Boom. Get out of there. That's an outlier. Playing Patrick <laughs> on the road. Boom. Get out of there in KC. Um, so it, the average is lower then. So there's a good spread there. Um, the 49ers defense is also like really picked up pace here. Um, I think that offense with McCaffrey moving the ball is going to keep Seattle off the field too, which is going to be great for us. AJ, what do you think here? Yeah, I love it. Uh, I just watched the Dolphins with the 49ers. Their defense legit. The way their linebackers cover the middle of the field is ridiculous. The corners are physical. Their safeties are very talented. And Nick Bosa gets after the quarterback. Um, 49ers are one of the best defenses I've seen in a long time. So I love this pick. And um, I think I think Gino's not, not going to have it tonight. I think he's going to probably be writing back. Sorry, before uh, our next pick here, um, how about my outlier point? Wasn't that crazy? Wasn't yeah, like- you didn't know what outlier meant, so I had to help you. <laughs> I, I, it wasn't made for a five-year-old, but it definitely, uh, definitely looked was good on your part. It was a big word for you. Thank you. I'm working on it. So let's move on to the next game here. Argy, take us away with the next pick. All right. Um, let's go down to Indianapolis. We have the Vikings. Um, get right game for the Vikings. Against the Colts, we have a minus four um, on the road against Indianapolis. Um, Indianapolis so, coming off a bye. That's at home. It's in Minnesota. Sorry, sorry. In Minnesota, that is my bad. Um, in Minneapolis, also one of the toughest buildings to play in. Um, so the Colts coming off a bye. Um, AJ mentioned this earlier. We don't know if Satter, uh, Jeff Saturday has what it in him to uh, rah-rah team after a bye, like uh, experienced coaches are able to do. Um, it's going to be very loud in there in Minneapolis. You know they're rolling. Um, tough loss last week. This is a big get right game. Um, we like him to blow out the Colts here, right, boys? Yeah, perfectly said. Vikings at home. Get right game. And yeah, Jeff Saturday, he's never never coached after a bye. Buys are tough to keep people focused. So I don't think Jeff Saturday has it in the expertise to have his team ready for like a two-week break. I like the analysis here as well. The Vikings are playing like Vikings the past couple weeks, but Tomorrow they are playing on Saturday, so that is a question for you guys here. Jeff Saturday is playing on a oh, Saturday. My God, I oh. you know it why I'm okay weird. with it? You know why I'm okay with it? Um, the game's at 1 p.m. and uh, who's the best 1 p.m. quarterback of all time? 
Dak What's Prescott. his name, guys? Kirk, Not Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Best 1 p.m. quarterback of all time. I think that overshadows. The, I think Kirk, 1 o'clock Kirk over Jeff Saturday on a Saturday. What do you guys think? Fair? Saturdayception. Good analysis. Thank you. So let's uh, let's move on here. Keep the pace. Keep it up. AJ, take us out with the next pick. Uh, we're sticking in football. We are going to go to the Bengals at the Bucks at minus three and a half. The Bucks absolutely suck, and it's great to see. I'm, I hated Tom Brady since the moment I became a Dolphins fan, so it's great to see him finally declining. And in my opinion, the Bengals are the best team in football, uh, the best team in the AFC right now. Uh, their offense with Burrow, Chase, and Higgins is incredible. Mixon's running the ball really well. That defense is picking up steam. I don't think – I think the Bengals are the team to beat in the AFC, so I'm going to take the minus three and a half against a terrible Bucks team. Yeah, I love it. Honestly, not much to say there. I think AJ covered our bases. Yeah, great, great analysis there. Um, we do have a little bit of time here before we move on to the soccer picks. Well, this not well the soccer pick for to finish off our elite ten. So I'm gonna we're gonna shift around the schedule of the pod here and talk about some value that we have for the weekend. Sorry, go uh, ahead. we're actually missing one out of our top ten. We're at, we're at nine. I thought the soccer guys was our to finish up our ten. Did I write eleven down? Oh my god! Yeah, you definitely did. Yeah, oh stay my hard. god, I did. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. That's on me. That's on me, guys. Bad potting on my end. You're pulling out words like outlier and big words, but you can't count. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to bother you, man. I don't want you to apologize to me. I don't need. <laughs> I don't want to apologize to you after the pod here. No, I take it too much to heart, right? Yeah, you get really sensitive sometimes. I do, I do. The broads love it. They see your soft side. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to some value. Some great value this weekend, guys. This weekend is a lot of pickems. There's a lot of really close games here. So take us away before the soccer guys take it away from us with the value picks. Yeah, I'm going to get started. Actually, uh, going on tonight. Uh, we have a nice little Thursday night football game tonight. Um, 49ers on the road in Seattle. So my value pick for you here is uh, Brock Purdy over one and a half passing touchdowns at plus 125. Um, I think he's really going to be able to move the ball here against the Seattle defense. Um, Shanahan knows what he's doing. They're going to throw the ball in the red zone. Um, you know, McCaffrey likes to uh, rack up receiving yards too. So look for a couple quick plays there. We'll see it. Um, plus one twenty five is good. I was uh, I was pretty happy to see that. So uh, we'll see if this can hit here. AJ, what's your value pick? We are going to the NFL. I have Titans money line at the Chargers. Um, yeah, it's a tough game to pick, but I think the Titans are maybe a better team at this point. And thing I want to talk about is Brable's on a three game losing streak. He's never had a four game losing streak in his career. I think he's going to have the Titans respond. And they're in the division race to the Jaguars now, so they're going to need to win this football game. Uh, Chargers did look good against the Dolphins last week, but I think Mike Rabel's going to have the boys ready and uh, break this losing streak. Wow, it's very surprising you have Titans against my Chargers. We're trying to make the playoffs. But you know what? You don't doubt my hockey picks, and I don't doubt your value picks. So for me, I have two value picks here. So the first one would have to be the Buffalo Sabres tonight at almost two to one odds against the Colorado Avalanche. This is a pick based on recency bias where Buffalo is just absolutely dusting teams. They're looking like one of the most like up and coming teams in the league two years from now. 
you get Uka Pekalukin in here playing good hockey and they have a goalie all of a sudden, they're looking, they're going to be one of the best teams in the league. So I like him tonight. Avalanche have been pretty injured. It's They've been pretty finding it pretty hard to score goals. So Buffalo at the value. Uh, and then another value pick I have is for the weekend. I have for value on the weekend. I have the Vancouver Canucks at home against the Winnipeg Jets as value this weekend. Vancouver's finding ways to win. The Jets look like they're slowing down a little bit. They're letting in a lot of goals. And I feel like Vancouver gets it done this weekend for the odds that they're going to be out. So that finishes our value segment, guys. We are now going to move on to the final edition of the World Cup coverage that we have from our soccer analyst. First of all, I want to say thank you, Benny Betts and Relly Hedges, with your awesome coverage of the World Cup. It's been a long one. It's been a great one. I'd say it's been one of the best World Cups, but thank you for that. And welcome, welcome on, boys. Thanks for having us, boys. Happy to be back. Pleasure to be back. What's going on? Uh, not too much, boys. Uh, not too much. After exams, we've just been uh, chilling out a bit. Just just potting it up today. Boys are happy to be back. Cool. Potting it up. Oh, one thing I did want to say. Yo, AJ, I know you've been gone for a long time, but we actually started a podcast. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right, Jay Wright, misses. Hey, one thing I want to say, Jay Wright. Uh, we all want road van money line, and you didn't. Oh, I don't worry. I, I brought that up earlier. He also <laughs> so, rolled me earlier, so I'm not going to get into that now, though. As I said before, the best thing that would have happened to you guys winning your bet yesterday was me not tailing. So uh, just think about it that way. There was no evil eye, and I'm happy that the boys won, and we're all eating. So thank me later. No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, guys, World Cup, one of the greatest, honestly, best World Cups I've seen in my uh, life, in my 22-year uh, life. What do you guys think of this World Cup? How would you rank it against other World Cups? And uh, I actually want to hear your take on, uh, on the finals as well. We got a pretty jam-packed, I guess, preview from you guys. Oh. I personally would put it up there with one of the best. I feel like I've watched more World Cup than I ever have. Like I genuinely think I've watched pretty close to every single game, except for the ones at 5 a.m. And even those, I would catch like tail ends of. So I feel like it's been more diehard than ever. So I personally, I've loved it. Goals have been good. There's been lots of goals, lots of drama. So can't complain for me. I think it's been great. At least, at least an 8.5 out of 10. <laughs> Yeah, it's been unreal. We've had underdog stories coming out. We're getting crazy goals, penalty shootouts, drama. Whole lot better than Russia 2018. Probably better than Brazil 2014. Maybe not quite South Africa in 2010 with uh, Waka Waka there. But uh, yeah, it's been unreal. Loving it. Do you find that there is a correlation with the World Cup being better when Italy's not playing? I think there's probably a direct correlation, to be honest with you. I think, fraudulent. Uh, yeah, yeah, I couldn't have said it any better myself. Um, as we all know, Italy decided not to attend due to human rights concerns. So I think um, we can give them a pass on this one. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm just dogging you, Rally. Italy, Italy's, uh, Italy, it would be nice if Italy was in there. 
So moving on to the real subjects here, we wanted to go over some of the takes you guys made before the tournament. So first of all, great take on Jude Bellingham. Uh, he's a pretty big standout player. I liked your value there. Obviously, he's probably not going to win it. He does like to swear a lot when he plays. So I do want your take on his potty mouth and if uh, he should uh, clean up his act. I, I think that's what makes him makes him so great. There's nothing better than when the mics on the side of the field just pick up him calling someone like a fucking cunt or something like that just for no reason. It's 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 no there's nothing better than that. Sorry, I know this is a PG podcast, but I mean when we're talking about potty mouth Jude Bellingham, you gotta direct quotes only. Yeah, it's tough to, tough to control your vocabulary when you have that much passion and fire burning inside you. So uh, I don't think that's a problem at all. Now, another great take you guys made, and I don't want to steal your spotlight here, uh, was South American team to win the World Cup. Flash forward to now, if my math is correct, there is a South American team in the finals. What What is your feeling for the finals here, boys? Like, it's a it's pretty close, and I don't know who to root for. France took out our boys in in, in white in England, which I thought was a better team. But I see I see RG has uh, something to say here, so I add on to what add on to what I, I said there. Yeah, so I just also wanted to shout out the boys on their future for the win. Um, we're not going to say the team that it was because they are playing in the game. Uh, they obviously picked this before the World Cup at plus five fifty. Um, they brought a lot of meat to the tournament. We're not going to say their name because we don't want to pull anything there. Um, it will be unsaid, but shout out to the boys for that. Thanks. Yeah, thank um, really proud, proud of that one. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a wild game this Sunday. Uh, Messi is looking angry. It's kind of scary to watch from like a neutral fan. Like you're watching like Diego Maradona coked out in the 80s, kind of like a player. and. Uh, I don't know. France are maybe I'm the fraud because I frauded France, but uh, they're looking kind of scary. So I think it's going to be a really entertaining game. But uh, I don't know. I think we got that anger factor. So what do you think, Ben? I mean, uh, a bit of a bias, but I do think there will be a winner. I won't say who I think it will be, but I think everyone knows who I think it will be. Uh, but I do agree. I think there's uh, not a whole lot of people that want it more. Than Mr. Messi, I would argue there's no one. <laughs> I would argue there's no one, uh, like on the field that probably wants to win it as bad as he does. But I do also think that if Mbappe wins a second World Cup, potentially at the age of 23, there's definitely some uh some goat status debates that are gonna probably be put towards his direction. Which I mean, obviously he's still young, but uh, I do I do think it's gonna be a close game, and I really think it's gonna it's gonna be a battle for both teams. But do you agree that this finals game is a legacy game for Messi? And if he loses, do you think that the conversation of bust can be applied? Uh, personally, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I think like on paper, this Argentina team is good, but they're like far from the best team in the tournament. And I think the fact that they've managed to, he's managed to bring them to two World Cup finals now with a pretty, with, with a good team, but not a great team. Not a team as good as France's is, or uh, England or Brazil or any of those squads. But I don't know. I would. Uh, I don't think I'd be giving him the bust card. I think that would be a little aggressive for Messi. I think that's unfair. It takes a lot of work to get to the final in a tournament like that. And, uh, you know, he's been playing well every single game. 
for a 35 year old i think we got to give him a little pat on the back yeah yeah shout out to his wife for keeping him young she was smoked <laughs> no wrong like, no you know, no i haven't stalked yeah. her instagram yesterday yeah, no, like, yeah. <laughs> a mess but, up. but um another thing i did want to ask to you guys is the goat debate and if messi does win this does this close the book on the goat debate absolutely by far like definitely lock it in book it it should already be shut uh that other guy doesn't really have much of a claim against messi and uh yeah no that's all yeah what, what i think luke nailed it there i think i think the book's already been shut to be honest with you but uh I do think if he does win this, I think there, there might be some even more swing from uh, the Ronaldo fanboys that might be leaving the bandwagon and hopping on the Messi bandwagon. I think we might see some shift. Yeah, a lot of bandwagoners here. What do you consider, though, adding on to this GOAT debate? Would he be the GOAT of all sports, though, beating out Tiger Woods? Beating out? Is Tiger, is that your take, or did you find that, like, is that, is that a global, a recognized thing? Tiger Woods the best? Yeah, it's a my take. I think you're, you're right on that take tiger we all know that golf is the hardest sport uh nobody has ever dominated in a game like tiger dominates in golf so i'm with you jay Roy. false false you guys are forgetting very big sport here aj knows what i'm about to say joey chestnut are you guys kidding me right now oh my god how could we forget you guys actually forgot about joey chestnut? there's no one come on cap I'm not knocking Tiger Woods at all, but Joey Chestnut is the best athlete of all time. That's yeah. how, can you, how can you call a hot dog eater an athlete? He is. I mean, they're, they're, he's in. Be, he's in better shape than most golfers, Luke. Yeah, but do you know why? Like, because he sucks down hot dogs. He's a beast. Yeah, yeah. you just get rid of a lot of protein, Luke. You know what yeah. protein that is? Yeah, the macros are crazy on those hot dogs. The macros aren't bad there. All right. All right. And he's no sauce in the hot dogs either. He's just dipping it in water. Yeah, yeah. just dips it yeah. down easy. So, so back on track here. So Messi wins the World Cup. Does he beat out Joey Chestnut and Tiger Woods for that number one spot? Goat of all competition slash sport? Uh, I, I would say so. I'd say so. I'd say World Cup and hot dog eating contests, like neck and neck in terms of how important they probably are on the global stage. So I think if he wins the, if he wins the World Cup, he probably becomes number one. So give us the pick. Uh, cause I, I, I doubt some of the listeners know our pick to win the world cup. So we kind of have to air it out here. Who wins the world cup? Uh, we're going team South America. We're going Argentina to win the world cup. We are been, been that way since the first episode. It's going to remain yeah. that way. You bring that much meat. It just, you can't stop it. Can you actually think about that for a minute? Like imagine like you jump into the like playoffs in the NHL and like, I don't know, the Leafs bring, like, a 1,000 pounds of meat to whatever town they got to go to, like, which I guess they'd only go to one city because they're going to not get knocked out in round one. But, like, imagine that came out. Like, what do you think would happen? I think there'd be even more pressure on the Leafs then. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure with all that meat. And I think PETA would get into it just to make sure all the meat was uh, taken care of ethically and the animals were not killed inappropriately. What if they brought like a meatball sub though? Oh, that's hot. I, I don't <laughs> Only if it's from Firehouse. I think, guys, I just want to bring this up quickly before we finish off here. 
Um, I gave Josh an over-under on meatball subs eaten in his life last night. And it was a ridiculous number. I think it was over 400. And this guy said he's had over 400 meatball subs from Subway in his life. I think that's so Not from bad. Subway. In total. No, we okay. we talked about that line was skewed. There was there was some miscounting going on there. There was no some way. there was some alcohol also involved. But without, <laughs> thing is, without hesitation, I did say over. I did not. Yeah, this guy that. didn't even blink before he could say over. 400 <laughs> meatball subs. They are That's the best crazy. sub out there. It's the best sub out there. Meatball sub. 400. What, what would you rather have, uh, RG, a meatball sub or a mud pie? <laughs> Ooh, a dirt pie from Dairy Queen right now? Mm, definitely a dirt pie from Dairy Queen. They're excellent. What about an Oreo cup faction? Not a chance. That can't that can't be eaten again. <laughs> right, though. Are we blacklisting the cup faction? Yes. They're back on dirt pies. <laughs> Fellas, can I have one more thing I want to talk about in the World Cup? Yeah, and then you also get the opportunity to close out the podcast as well, right? After. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a treat. Uh, so we had that corner future at the beginning, and um, we uh, we kind of got let down. I think um, people weren't really attacking with their hearts and uh, didn't really want to kick the ball out for a corner or maybe you know maybe good defending I don't know but uh unless we get a like like 30 35 corner game this Sunday uh that won't hit so I'd like to how uh, how far far off are you guys about uh 35 corners there's still two games left there's the bronze medal game too you're right there's a bronze medal game you only need like yeah 15 16 corners a game it's a lot though. They're averaging like nine. Yeah. So yeah, okay, you might be you might be okay, but I still have a corner flag in my closet just in case. <laughs> so that will be posted on our socials. <laughs> so uh Luke here, I want uh you to try to close a podcast, man. The rain's yours. This is it. Wow. Well, fellas, it's been a uh been a wild time, been a wild tournament, been a wild couple months here in school. Um, been a pleasure jumping on the pod and doing all our work together. And uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Why'd you give me, why'd you give me that uh, kind of response? You're making a speech <laughs> like the podcast is going to end and never continue. <laughs> no, like, what are you telling me? I don't know what I'm doing. What do you guys usually do? All right. Well, this is a great podcast, guys. Thanks for trying, Luke. Uh, great episode. Hopefully all our picks hit. Let's go, Argentina. Let's go messy, beat out the goats. And if you're listening, leave us a like, subscribe, and a rating, and uh, peace. That's that's what you say. You want to try it? Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, rate. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Peace. Go Van.